Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. My name is Ulysses Sembrano on behalf of of my friend and co-host Kevin Weiss. We are the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us whenever you have a question, concern, or suggestion at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Also, if you want to be a guest, co-host, or simply support our podcast, our podcast, what was that? Our podcast, visit buymeacoffee.com slash unfiltered. That's buymeacoffee.com slash unfiltered. We'll put the link in our podcast description. Now, don't tell Kevin people but i've been watching a little bit of football this weekend i know i know i shouldn't have but i got caught up in all that pigskin talk and wild card stuff so i have been watching a little bit of that go tom brady tb12 let's go uh but anyway let's stop talking about that sport and let's talk about our favorite sport baseball uh, this episode is going to be our last section of our Colin Pochet interview. We had a ton of fun and we really hope that you guys really enjoyed it as well. In this last section, Colin will talk about when he expects to pitch in 2022, what can be done to improve pace of play in MLB. So that'll make Kevin Wise very happy. Uh, there is some stadium talk, so I think everybody that's uh, pulling for that to go well will be very happy about Colin's perspective on that as a uh, as a Tampa Bay Rays player and of course we will end the conversation with some fun quick hitters and uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this last installment of the Colin Boucher interview so without further ado let's hear from Colin you know let's shift back to 2022 what are your expectations for 22 where's the rehab process going when do you expect to be on the mound, sweating, getting getting that ball, and and looking at Zunino's fingers and saying, "All right, fastball, let's go." For me, it's day one. I'm I'm ready. Um, I finished up my rehab in in mid October. Um, I was down in Port Charlotte doing uh, the instructional league. Um, so I was able to work with some of those guys and and got some innings in. You know, maybe nothing crazy, maybe five, six, seven innings down there, and got to a point where I felt really comfortable with, with the stuff I had. I, I felt like, um, I felt like the stuff I had was ready to compete at a high level. And so, um, I'm really excited now because it's, it's just back to being a normal pitcher. You know, when spring training comes, I won't, won't be on the rehab schedule or anything like that. I'll just, I'll just be one of the guys, um, you know, competing for innings like everyone else. And, um, that's all I can really ask for right now. Do you have any, certain metrics or goals laid out for 2022 is it i want to hit this number of innings i want to have this certain era um or i just simply want to be able to stay healthy for the entire year do you have any kind of big range goals planned i think he's more of a fit guy yeah whatever yeah or or strike out the walk ratio like i want this certain Uh number this is what i'm targeting or looking at for 2022 
Um, I mean, obviously health is just obviously number one after missing so many years and, and it's just being out on the field is, is so important. You know, you can't provide any value on the IL. So it's, it's really all about staying healthy. And, um, you know, as far as metrics go, not nothing, nothing too crazy. I, I would like to see my, my fastball velocity be at least, you know, where it was in the past. Um, that's just a good, like a good, good reminder that, you know, I, I'm where I need to be and the thoughts of, you know, my elbow holding me back is gone. So, um, but there's no stats, no, no innings or anything like that. It's just really about making sure I'm, I'm healthy and, and ready to pitch day in and day out just to give myself the opportunity to put up those numbers. Yeah. And, you know, kind of looking big picture macro level here, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit with the CBA and some of the issues that need to be resolved. But as far as the game as a whole, the sport as a whole, MLB as a whole, um, what do you consider or think is the biggest issue plaguing the game right now? Is it pace of play? Is it a need to better market the game and market the players? Is it the there's seemingly an issue or there is an issue with too many teams tanking and not enough of a competitive balance there. Is, is there something that you've noticed as a player from afar? That's like, man, they, the, the league really needs to figure this out one way or the other. Yeah. I, I think the two big ones are, are pace of play and the competitive balance. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's such a long season. And when you, when you have 10, 12 teams that are out of it by June, like it just, it kills the sport. Cause it's so many, there's so many games that, you know, ultimately don't matter to that fan base. And so I, I don't know what the solution mm-hmm. necessarily to that is, whether it's, you know, making teams spend money or, you know, um, reorganizing how they do the draft order to, you know, provide incentives to win. There's, there's something in there that's going to take us mm-hmm. more in that direction. But I think that's a big one to just make sure all the teams are using all their resources to put the best product on the field. Um, and then the pace of play, man, I, I just, the games are, they're long, mm-hmm. and they're slow right now. And, and, you know, as you guys know, the big three, the walk strikeout and home run are at higher levels than they have ever before. So it's, it's less, it's less entertainment for the fans, less things going on. And, um, I don't know what the solution is to that. I, I do think that there's way too much time between pitches with, mm-hmm. you know, hitters stepping out they have their routine and the pitcher has his long routine and he's got to get the signs and then you know the batter calls time and the pitcher steps off and it before you know it it's been a minute and a half and you know nobody's made a pitch and then he bounces a breaking ball in the dirt and we gotta get a new baseball and it's Mm -hmm. just it's been five minutes and there's still one at bat going on and i just i don't know I, i think something has to be done there to to keep guys in the box and keep it moving um because the walks and strikeouts and home runs like that's that's part of the game now that's not going anywhere so like what can we do around that to keep people more interested um and i do think another another big issue is we i personally don't believe we have it with the rays with um Dwayne stats and brian anderson is is the team's broadcasts Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of times they're they're filling that air with either telling personal stories or they're they're honestly kind of you know crapping on the game of how it's being played Mm -hmm. like on the flip side like you could focus more on the chess match going on between the hitter and the pitcher and you know talk more about here's what the pitcher's trying to do to get the hitter to to see this and look at this sequence he made and you know even just just taking some of the trackman data and like putting that on the tv and talking about it and like you know showing 
Tyler Glass now, look at, he's got this, you know, seven and a half foot extension towards home plate. And that makes his 99 look like mm-hmm. two. And I think there's so many, there's so many more things that would interest younger fans mm-hmm. that just need to be talked about. And I think, um, you know, my experience just like working out in different facilities with, with track man and stuff is the younger players, they eat that stuff up. You know, mm-hmm. it, it makes it more of a game. Like, you see guys hitting on like the hit tracks machine that shows you in a cage, how far you hit the ball and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the guys love that stuff, the young kids. And so I think that's one way to get them involved is to just, you know, speak on all these, all these new things that are coming out. And, you know, I think we have a lot of broadcasts around the league that just aren't willing to do that or aren't informed enough to do that. And so it, I think that makes watching the game a little, a little more dull. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good you'll want to eat them. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. That's not Built Bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, guess what? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So what do you have to do? You go to Built.com. You use promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your order. So remember, today, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order at Built.com. Yeah, I, that's a great point, Colin. I think uh, after your baseball career, production assistant, <laughs> uh, running a, a Bally Sports or Rays Radio uh, broadcast, yeah. I think that might be in your future. But And I think some of that could go back to you have teams that are tanking or uh, let's say the Orioles or the Rockies, a team that's not like by May, all the wind is out of the sails. It's like, what do we talk about for the next <laughs> five months here and oh let's talk about that guy who's eating a hot dog how funny yeah, is that yeah and then you're just doing that for the whole half inning essentially yeah so well, i cedric mullins who's pulling up a 2020 season yeah right and, and i think we can go back to it a little bit one of our i mean one of my best or most enjoyable baseball watching experiences one i i don't praise espn a lot but when they introduced the the nerd cast where they brought in <laughs> all the 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 specific uh metrics and explain yeah. them and and mm-hmm. why this why this is important why uh, why this is a big deal. So that, that's a great point, Colin. And, and I think that is something that has to be uh, addressed more, more going forward in the game. They have the tools, they have the resources. Use it. Use it. Use it in the broadcast for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, another, uh, another thing, uh, again, you don't necessarily have to go deep on this or anything like that, but uh, we know there is a, a stadium saga. The, the split city scenario is coming up. It's, it's, it's gaining steam. It's, it's been talked about. It's been written about. Uh, it's, it's, it's thorn on the side. That's one way to put it. Um, but is, do you as players, is that something you all have talked about uh, when an article or a report comes out? Or do you guys kind of take the perspective of, let's be honest, you know, six, seven years from now, 
whether the, the team is playing half its games in Tampa, half its games in Montreal, whether they're playing in Nashville, whether they're, you know, whatever happens. Ebor, tw- Ebor yeah, for 81. There, there we go. <laughs> okay. uh, 2028, that we're, we're probably not going to be a part of the organization. Like how much thought or consideration is given to um, what is happening right now with the stadium issue and or is it a distraction for you guys? Another thing that you have to think about um, from your perspective. Um, it's definitely not a distraction. I don't okay. think, um, I, I, like you said, like it's pretty far in the future. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, realistically, like most of the guys on the team now won't be there except obviously wander. <laughs> yeah. He's, he might be the guy. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's not something we think about. We've definitely talked about it. Um, I, I do think it provides a lot of challenges, obviously having to pick up and move in the middle of the season. Um, but if if that is something they go forward with, then you know it, it won't be done without them having concrete answers on on how they're going to get that done. Um, personally, you know my my opinion is I would I would love to see you know the Rays stay in Tampa in the area. I think it's just you know it's a good a good spot for them. You know we have a lot of we do have a lot of fans. Um, I know I'm sure you guys have, have talked about it, but if you look at the TV markets, you know we're we're top ten in in people who actually watch the game. And yeah, um, you know I, I think there are ways to get more people involved and in, um, at the games. You know whether that's having a stadium that's more central to where you know the bulk of the population in the area is or or whatnot, but. Um, you know, the other side of it is I, I also know that there's so many challenges that go into that, whether it's, you know, funding and finding a location and everything. And I'm pretty out of the loop on all that. So it's it's a little hard to, um, you know, definitively say, like, this is what they should do. But I, I ultimately think, you know, baseball in Tampa is a good thing and, and it can work. It can work for, you know, a full season. Well, that'll bring I, a lot of smiles to raise hands faces, I'm sure. I'll tell you, I, I, I imagine, you know, a, a, a Yankee series, Colin shuts it down, mm-hmm. the ninth inning, gets to save, and then afterwards he goes to a cigar bar. <laughs> Love it. Wouldn't that be nice, Colin? <laughs> Maybe just a quick drop in to say hello, but... <laughs> there you go. There we go. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Again, that's L O C K E D O N to get started with that generous welcome bonus from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. And it's where the game starts. Um, all right, Colin, we we've kept you for a while here, but we do want to go through a couple uh, quick hitting uh, questions and answers here. Just a uh, quick first thought that comes to your mind and, and we'll go uh, back and forth with, the, uh, with this. So first off, um, within the Rays organization, who is the, the funniest guy that you've encountered? Brett Phillips, 100%. I got my baseball is fun shirt on hey, right here. Hey, look at that. Love the dude, it. The dude's funny all the time. So it's, it's not even a second thought. 
Hey, Demon by the way, can you put my, my runner up? He's pretty funny too, but I mean, you can't you can't touch Brett Phillips when it comes to entertaining. Okay, as a follow up to that, uh, can you put a little line into Brett Phillips to come on the podcast? We've been like needling him. We're, we're not trying to slide into his DMs too much, but we'd like to try to get him on at some point. And, yeah, and he must be a busy man with the T-shirt line, I guess. But be, it is yeah, I'm doing my part here with the shirt, so you know, it's pretty nice. I'll, I'll see nice. what I can do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Uh, number two, most athletic guy in race organization. Most athletic guy, probably Kiermaier. Um, mm. Just so fast, um, can run, jump, just the instincts. You know, I, I think he's definitely up there. Um, maybe overall in the, in the past, Avi Garcia was probably mm. just one of the biggest freak athletes I've ever seen with, just how big and strong he was. And then, um, you know, his sprint speed was like in the top 10% in the league and yeah. just the things he was able to do, you know, he, I saw him basically hit a ball off the roof of the trop and then leg out a triple like the next day. And so I think that dude is probably one of the bigger freak athletes I've seen in the game. Yeah. And there's probably a reason why. I the would, I would also like to throw glass now into that mix as mm. well. Because when you can do a backflip and yeah, you're like what six nine? Six, yeah. yeah. And I've seen him the dude works so hard. I've I've seen him like running and he's just he runs like a gazelle. He runs he looks so fast that it's just that dude he looks like he was created in a lab to play baseball. Yeah, no, I I, I don't want to creep anybody out, but he looks like you know he was sculpted by Michelangelo. That, yeah. That's kind of the situation that we're dealing with. That Even helps. with the injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he could have picked one. He could have picked athletics uh, or, or yeah. the looks. He he picked both. <laughs> and 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 Colin mentioned uh, Kevin Kiermeyer, so I'm officially jealous because he's not only the most athletic guy, arguably in the Rays organization, but also probably the best looking guy with the eyes and so forth. So he's got that going for him. I'll, I'll leave that up to you guys to decide. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know what objectively or, or factually speaking, he's one of the highest, if not the highest paid player go, within man. the Rays organization as well. Um, okay. So um, I'm not going to say smartest guy in the Rays organization because it'd probably be one of the uh, research and development leaders or nerds in there, but uh, smartest player in the Rays organization. Um, I'm going to hate myself for saying it if he hears the interview, but Pete Fairbanks is probably one of the smartest dudes on the team I've met, but if he hears it, it'll definitely go to his head. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he uses it, you know, with the crazy eyes on the mound. That's true. I think he uh, majored in mechanical engineering or something along those lines at Missouri. I know he's like, he, yeah, he's a smart dude for sure. Yeah. I tried to make a joke on him one time and I think he said he got like a perfect score on the ACT. So I I just stopped. stopped Yeah. After that. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say to that? Yeah. Um, Okay. Toughest hitter you faced in MLB. Um, I talked about him earlier, but Michael Brantley is definitely the toughest Mm -hmm. hitter. Um, lefty on lefty lefty on lefty so I, I thought it would be an easy matchup for me um i still remember the first at bat i had against him i i dropped the first pitch slider in for a strike and so okay. i was thinking i got him exactly where i want him next thing i know he worked like a 10 pitch walk and so he's just just one of those frustrating like pesky hitters who you just know that you got your hands full when he's in the box quick question though uh quick, quick follow-up you said 10 pitch do you remember the sequence uh, not exactly. I know I threw the first slider and then tried to get him with a couple fastballs. And then, um, I think I actually got ahead in the count, like one, two, and tried to get him to chase a good slider and probably threw like my best slider. And he just looked at it and I knew I was in trouble then. 
<laughs> okay, that that's what separates like pro athletes from the average Joe playing MLB that, the show and tweeting well, out that because yeah. they can remember and recall specific instances. Like yeah. we had Cody Decker on a couple of weeks ago, and he went pitch by pitch his at bat against Madison Bumgarner and mm-hmm. could tell you yeah, everything. Like certain things that just stay with you for sure, and you remember every little detail. That's and awesome. So, yeah, I try to forget having to face Michael Brantley, but <laughs> there we go. Um, so I'm not sure if you're situated in the Tampa Bay area right now, Colin, but when you are in the Tampa Bay area, what is your favorite thing to do or, or f- favorite place to go? Is it a, a particular restaurant? Is it a particular activity? What's kind of the go-to spot for you if you have some downtime? Um, so we do live, live in Tampa now. Um, we, okay. We've had a house here for a little over a year now. Um, we've tried to kind of just branch out and try all the different restaurants. Um, my go-to place is Fresh Kitchen. I don't know mm. if you guys have been there. But yeah. As far as like a quick, healthy lunch, that's really good. Like you can't beat Fresh Kitchen. I know that they got one in St. Pete, pretty close to the Trop, and then they got a couple here in, in Tampa. So that's definitely my go-to. And, you know, I try to recommend that to everyone who's kind of like new in the area. Uh, Fresh kitchen, give this man a sponsorship yeah. or give him free meals for the next I've been year. Trying. Like, I've been trying something. <laughs> garlic Parmesan broccoli. That's, that's, yeah, that's good. That's the kicker. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you got to try that. Um, okay. Besides the trop, of course is number one, which ballpark do you like to pitch uh, the, the best at? Um, I think I think Fenway has been my favorite so far. Mm. Fenway was really cool, and and um, Dodger Stadium also was pretty special. Um, just like the environment they have and and stuff like that. It's it's you you watch it on TV all the time, but you know actually getting to experience it in the stadium is just it's something else. You know, I don't Dodger Stadium is is probably the biggest baseball stadium I've ever seen in my life. In in, in 2019, when you guys went to LA, I believe Tyler did his little comeback like for a, a one or two innings. And then you guys had a back and forth affair and oh, Austin yeah. Meadows actually got a home run for, for, for the game winning. So I remember that, that, uh, that experience must've been really mm-hmm. cool in, in, in the dugout. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean that the atmosphere there, they get, you know, it's almost 60,000 people in the stands and, you know, you're in beautiful LA weather and stuff like that. And the team, their, their team is obviously always really good. So yeah. it's just a really right. fun place to play. Very cool. Certainly. Um, last thing, uh, you played at Dallas Baptist University, and I've always wondered this because I don't – whenever I hear Dallas Baptist University, all I think of is they're known for baseball. They're a baseball powerhouse. Do you have any insight into why that is? Like what is it about the program that makes it so special? Is it just the fact that it is in Dallas, Texas, and you're able to, to – pick on and, and sign up and, and recruit a bunch of kids from the area or just something about the program that makes it good year in and year out and produces a lot of draft picks year in and year out? Yeah. So I, I would say there's two things. Um, the first is the head coach, Dan Hefner has been there for a long time and he's really just one of the best in the country at, at developing players. And um, you know, like you said, being in Dallas, you think that would actually be a positive, but it, it kind of hurts us because mm. 30 minutes down the road is TCU. Um, you know, there's probably three or four big 12 schools in Texas. You know, there's so many guys from Texas who go to schools like Oklahoma state and, you know, Arkansas and sec schools come and, and draw out of the pool. So 
what what they have to do is you know find good players, but but players who they can project you know a couple years of of being studs. And so you know they get guys in and and they know how to develop skills over the next two three years to turn them into you know really good players. And so I think um, you know Dan Heefner's been the coach there since they were you know I think they were D three. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been a D one baseball program for about you know maybe 15 20 years now so um he's done a really good job of kind of building that program up um and then the other thing is it's one of the the rare schools like you can't do it anymore but baseball is their only division one sport mm. there's no football there's none of like the bigger you know ah. money money grabbing sports so you know all the athletic department resources are are kind of you know spent towards baseball and developing that program so i think that that gives an advantage over other sports where it's getting more of the resources to play with. That's awesome. Well, Ulysses, I think I can uh, say this fairly, but Colin was awesome. He, I'm not going to say hit it out of the park with this interview. I'm going to say <laughs> struck him, out the side. Yeah. Immaculate yeah. inning. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, there there we go. Go. Yeah. Nine pitches, fastball, yeah. boom, maybe one slider. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, Colin, one. is there anything you want to promote what, what you have going on um, with some of this downtime with the lockout, anything on social media, uh, any any side gigs that you're doing? Just anything you want to throw out there um, that that you want to put out? Um, I don't have anything personally, but I will pull it out another plug for baseball is fun for okay. Brett Phillips. So you know, everyone get out there and show your support and get your get your baseball is fun you know memorabilia. And I haven't talked to Brett about this, but after my endorsement, you know, I, I think I would like a a portion of the sales he makes after the episode's released. I think that would only be fair. Yeah. That, that'll be our DM to him, by yeah. the way. Yeah. You owe, you owe Colin money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I got it. So portion of baseball's fun sales. Yes. And unlimited fresh kitchen. I think that's, yeah, the, there you go. You know, that's the all, things. that's all I'm asking for. <laughs> and that is it. Thank you guys so much for listening to uh, this last section of the Colin Poche interview. Again, thank you so much, Colin, for your time and, and, and for your in-depth analysis of the game and, and, and bringing fans closer to the game that we all love, which is baseball. And, and so we really thank him for giving us that time. Uh, again, if you want to hear it all, plus see it, you can go to YouTube and subscribe and hit that like button. All those things. They're for free. Isn't that awesome? Yes, it is. Okay. Thanks for making Locked On Race your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets. Why not? It's a great show. It's also free and available on all platforms. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This week, we'll have two episodes of another interview. Almost an hour, 20 minutes. So, Uh, It'll be really fun. It's with another pitcher in the minor leagues. And I hope you guys enjoy it as well. That's the spoiler. All right. You guys stay safe. We'll talk to you soon.